beginning transmission 55. JLA Islander. Gaps in our knowledge. Well, to be fair, everyone has some glaring gap in knowledge. Something really obvious you somehow never learned. Come on, you fuckers think that just because a guy reads comics he can't start some shit? I'll fucking take all you on! Welcome to this week's episode of the each week a motley band of comic readers slash amateur bard tenders attempt to pair cocktails with comic books. 毎週漫画の読書のザッタラバンドはスラッシュアマチュアニュー殺しようと漫画とピアカクテルバーです。All while trying to not sound like complete morons in the process. すべての中にしようとして音ではないような完了プロセスで低能です。
<laughs> and we have creeping. the independent movie star from stage and screen. We Ooh. have the Adam. Hey everyone, what's up? It's Adam, uh, big shiny robot film critic over there. Uh, we just kind of got it started. Uh, Got a new kind of promo partner with uh, HBO, with a PR firm with them, so keep an eye out. We've already done some giveaways for uh, HBO TV series, uh, so that's kind of fun. By the time this airs, I should have seen Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Woohoo! Yes. Yay! Um, so hopefully that'll be fun and exciting. Uh, also, I'm on the Board as Hell podcast with Andy Wilson. Hi, Andy. Uh, hey, Andy. <laughs> and yeah, we're coming up to summer, and I've got to burn through two weeks of PTO in two months, so I'm making... Some trips out of state because apparently the only way I can get away from work is to go the fuck out of state. So sure. you know how that is, Brian. I do. I very much know how that is. I have not gone to visit my family in Utah without getting at least one phone call asking me to come into work. That has never happened, and it happened this time when I was just there as well. Um, hi, I was, I'm Brian. I was just happened to be in the great state of Zion last week, and you didn't uh, say hi. Dude, we tried. I kept like I kept waiting for you to be like, okay, let's like so come hang out or whatever, and I was like, okay. He's like, like, well, we could do this, we could do that. You're very non-committal, man. I was kind of brokenhearted. So, uh, but I will be there a lot this summer. I'm designing a bunch of shows for Lyric Rep. Uh, look at their schedule. I'm designing everything they're doing, including their uh, 50th anniversary celebration. Um, depending on the day that you talk to me, it's looking like it could be really cool, or it could be a monument to pain in my ass. Either way, it's probably going to be cool. And yeah, so this week we are beginning our month of Gaps in Our Knowledge, which is based off of a conversation on a, a TV show that Adam and I are big fans of, which is How I Met Your Mother, where they discuss the fact that there are just sometimes certain things that you just kind of miss. And uh, yeah. uh, in that show, Ted Mosby can't say uh, chameleon. He calls it chameleon. And Barney can't use a screwdriver. And there are certain books that as uh, comic book fans, we feel like we probably should have read that. Um, and we just never got around to it. So each of us got to pick a book. And then we picked a book for two of the uh, guilty who have not read a series that the other two of us like. But we will start out this week with Q's choice, which is JLAQ. Would you like to tell us why you picked this book? So I picked this book because um, it seems like you know everybody everybody knows the JLA and uh, you know through cartoons or whatever. But I don't really know anyone who has like read a JLA book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So most of the JLA books that I've read have been stuff like Kingdom Come or Identity Crisis or mm-hmm. like where it's like the big where it's like the big kind of crossover things where it's really not the JLA but just it's just because they're all there that it like circumstantially becomes a JLA book. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just thought that and also um, this was one of Grant Morrison's kind of first things that I remember hearing about him. I mean, obviously he's written stuff before, but I guess Mm -hmm. a little more mainstream. Um, And uh, this is all, it's also the, a a couple of these are um, a lot of the premise for um, some of the Justice League cartoon episodes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, for those of us who are big fans of the cartoon um, is also fun. Um, but yeah, and it, 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 this um, also brought JLA back to being uh, the big seven, as you know, as they're known, instead of being a lot of the more side characters. That, um, uh, which is why the books failed, <laughs> kind, mm-hmm. kind of. You know, oh, yeah. they didn't have like the big names to attract them. Which is, I, I think it's great that they kind of poke fun at that with um, the characters at the beginning of this book being like, oh well, I guess we're headed out. Big egos mm-hmm. are coming back in. Um, but yeah, that, that's that's why I chose it. 
Okay. Sounds mm-hmm. good. Uh, would y'all like to do a drinking game first, or we want to do uh, grades first? Drinking game. And now for sports. Listen up, sports fans. Prepare yourself and your liver for this week's drinking game. Remember, it's only a game, and it's not one at that. So don't take it too seriously. And above all else, please drink responsibly. I am going to go first because I'm claiming this rule. I'm calling this the Martian rule, which is every time they announce that someone is a Martian, take a drink. It happens more than you would think. They out everyone as Martians. Um, there's several times where the line of dialogue is, I know who you are. You're a Martian. Like that happens like a couple times. So every time someone is out as a Martian, take a drink. Uh, Todd, do you have a drinking game rule? Yes. Every time you're reading the comic book and you're like, oh, I didn't know the guy who's saying achy breaky heart was Superman. Oh, because yeah. of his fantastic party and um, work in the front, party in the back hairdo. Yeah, for sure. Listen, so, it takes a lot to come back to life, and part of that <laughs> is growing a mullet. Dude, I will say the artist who drew this loves to draw his hair because you've got Wonder Woman rocking a Farrah Fawcett do, and you've got Superman with his mega super mullet, and mm-hmm. it's just I'm like this guy spent half his time drawing the hair. And everything mm-hmm. was secondary to just the hair. I think you could do this with just hair and figure out who each character was. It's great. Well, and then, of course, that's probably part of the reason why they changed him later in the book is so that they didn't have to draw their hair. <laughs> yes. Okay, so Q, fine. do you have a rule for us? Yes, my rule is called That's Fucking Teamwork. That's Fucking Teamwork! <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, like, when... So, it, it's kind of like a double-ended rule. It's where... <laughs> Where they don't do it right, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, oops, we didn't. We're, we're still a new team, and we don't kind of know how to work together. Or when they actually do get it right, and you're like, yes. Isn't that kind of the same teamwork. way you use a double-ended dildo? Yes, it is. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. Especially if you get it long enough where you can actually fuck yourself at both ends. <laughs> I'm getting confused now. I would never leave the house. <laughs> Okay, uh, Adam. <laughs> oh, um, Do you have a drinking game rule for us? It does now. <laughs> Called Swallow first. Um, no, so every time uh, Protex talks, he has that, like, they kind of do that special font that's all red. And for some reason, every time I read that, I heard Zordon from the Power Rangers voice in my head. So... If you hear Zordon's Power Ranger voice in your head, you have to take a drink. <laughs> okay. And hopefully now that you'll hear that, because it just made me laugh. Nice. I will now. I'm not, I'm, I know, your husband would hate me, but I, I was not enough of a Power Rangers fan to probably even know the character you're talking about. He was but. the dis- disembodied head that talked like this. Isn't Brian that Brian Cranston? Cranston? Yes. Yeah, in the movie, it's Brian Cranston, yeah. No, he did it on the show, too, I think, or no, he, he did voices on the show. He did voices yeah, he, for the monsters. He did some of the villains. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Well, see, there you go. There's some Power Rangers facts for you there, kids. Uh, cool. So we'll jump in on grades. Q, we'll save yours for last since you picked this. You know, I love DC, but... And sometimes I really love Morrison, but this was just kind of weird. And 
as I guess team up books go or whatnot, I um I went through it. It was there. It seemed to have all the ingredients, but it didn't like super gel for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually gonna give this book a C. Because, okay. and it's not so much that it was dated even. It was just kind of the sum of its parts were not equal. It was not equal to the sum of its parts would be okay. what I would have to say about that. Yeah, that'd be my grade. Adam, what's your grade? Which I kind of know because we discussed this a little yeah, bit offline. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same place, kind of a, I'd say a C. Uh, for me, it just it kind of jumped around too much. It was, you know, again, we've talked before about you can look things up and know who characters are. And obviously I know who the main characters of the Justice League are, but it just didn't grab me and pull me in. And maybe it's also because I'm not really a big fan of Grant Morrison. Um, like, I always kind of find his writing derivative. But it just, yeah, I mean, the, the last two episodes, or last two issues, where they're kind of in that dream world, which I know we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit, like, that mm-hmm. I actually enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think if we would have actually extended that story out to be maybe a, maybe a five-issue run, it would have been a lot more interesting. Um, but I don't know. It was it was just okay. It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It just it wasn't something that... If I was trying to get into the Justice League, this wouldn't have been the thing that pulled me in. And I'm I'm kind of right there with you. Here's my thing: is I the first few issues I was kind of like eh, I really hated to be honest with you. It just didn't gel for me. But the ones the two issues I think it's issues eight and nine where it's sort of an Elseworlds story where they are. Uh, well, I don't really want to get into spoilers at this point in time. Those two issues I really dug the hell out of. Um, so I'd actually probably push it to C plus or B minus for those two issues. Um, like that's where I really liked it. But like some of the earlier stuff, I was not a fan of. Uh, Q, what is your thoughts? I mean, I would give I would give this a C plus. Okay. It was it was fun. It's just mm-hmm. superheroes doing superhero stuff. Yeah. Um, but 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 I have to agree. I think I think the the key storyline was better than the White Martians. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I thought I thought that it felt very chopped. Mm-hmm. Like it was very choppy. Like it was like we didn't have like a full like follow through with stories. It was like I sometimes when you turn the page, like did I miss a panel? Yeah. I did that a lot. I did a, the, the turn the page back. Go away. Wait, did I miss something? What's going yeah, on here? Because like, also, as I as I said, I'm really tired, and so I read this this morning, and I, I was like, "Oh shit, did I pass out?" And like, like fall asleep during a movie, yeah. and I'm like, "Did I miss something?" And let me go back. Um, but the, I mean, the the art is very mid '90s, which is yeah. kind of fun, but also at the same time can get a little weird. I also really like the the standalone Tomorrow Woman issue. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it as a whole thing, it it doesn't like the. I think that the Justice League cartoon did a better job adapting the White Martian story mm-hmm. for that and made it a little bit more epic. And the reason why they needed to team up instead of well, we're doing this JLA story, so we're just gonna kind of throw everybody together, yeah. we'll and, throw everybody at it. Yeah, and then and then yay, it's a story. And and also like most JLA stories, they like kill off a B-list character with like no fanfare. Yeah, <laughs> like whatsoever. <laughs> so you the know. red shirt of the month. Yeah, poor True. poor dear. We'll talk about him later. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of red shirt, that kind of ties into my cocktail, actually. So, uh, <laughs> you nerd. Me? Yes, absolutely. There's an opportunity in here for me to pull out a Star Trek reference, so I'm going to use it. I'm just warning you now, kids. 
Cool. Well, so if no one else has anything to add before reading this, um, I think we'll jump into our little break and we'll come back and we'll go all spoilerific on this bitch. If you have yet to read this week's book and would like to read it now, press pause. Go ahead. We'll wait. Uh, so what movie were you actually shooting, Adam? Uh, so it, Brian Young's doing a short film. Um, it's okay. kind of like a memorial thing to Jeff. Okay. Um, and it's just about film criticism in general. Uh, okay. But the, the, he sent me the script. It's actually kind of fun. But the, the film we were, the scene we were doing was, it was a critic screening. Uh, we were filming at Brewies. And so it was just, you know, like 15 of us there. And they had to do shots of, because Jay Whitaker's in it too. And Jay Whitaker plays this douchebag who's dating this girl and blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Um, so they had a couple scenes where they had to film this guy who's playing Jeff and then us all around him. And then they had to you know, move us around, get different shots. I had a scene... Right to like be awkward, which is fun. <laughs> Method acting. But uh, the the hard part was what took so long was you know actually we were watching Fate of the Furious the whole time. They had that plane just have you know something going on the projector. Something in the background. But yeah. they had to continually be pumping st- uh, smoke into the room and then fanning it so you actually could see the light coming from the projector. Mm-hmm. So right. every like ten minutes we had to redo it. So you know so it was or the the grips did and stuff. So it just took a lot longer than you were expecting just because you had to pause so often to redo stuff. So gotcha. But it was fun. Cool. I haven't cool. been on a movie set in a while, so it was it was fun to do that. Gotcha. Well, Q, are you too tired to do the uh, lightning round? Uh, no, I can do the lightning round, and I'm I'm probably gonna make this a lot shorter. Good, okay, because that's great. Because there's really there's really not a lot of plot points. This the, book the, is huge. It is huge. It, huge. So, um, I'm just gonna go. Lightning round begins now. So. <laughs> Aliens invade. They when they first appear, they seem to be ones who want to help humanity. But there's obviously something fishy about them. They do public executions of if you look really closely, Wolverine and Doctor Doom. Um, oh, I didn't catch that. And and the uh, and uh, so the JLA goes to investigate. Obviously, um, there's something weird because they're somehow mind controlling. Uh, the world to not like the JLA, and who doesn't like them? Um, <laughs> so, they fight, they get defeated, because that's fucking teamwork, drink, and, um, <laughs> and, uh, obviously Batman figures it out first, but he find out that it is the White Martians, and it sh- that should have been a much bigger reveal, especially with Martian Manhunter, like it was in the cartoon. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, so you find out that they're what the White Martians that they had um, invaded Why they gotta be white, earlier. Huh? Well, I'm sorry, what? Why they gotta be white? Um, because <laughs> white people are bad. Um, true. So, <laughs> as a white guy, I, I approve of this message. Um, so anyway, um, apparently the White Martians had left some kind of weird city or something on Earth before, and so these White Martians were trying to uh, raise that and be better and. Oh, look, they fixed it, and now the JLA has a new um, space headquarters. Um, So then the next issue is the JLA is trying to recruit new members. One of them is uh, a hero named Tomorrow Woman, who you found out is, oh my god, created by Dr. Tomorrow. Shocker! (laughs) Like, like, seriously, I'm like, can he not have someone named Tomorrow? Anyway, um, and uh, she eventually uh, gets actually has feelings and sacrifices herself to save the day um, and you know everybody's kind of sad about it um, so then the next storyline which is much more interesting so they don't really 
explain why I'm assuming this comes in later, but I think I think it's Neuron is this devil character. I think that's his name. Um, do they do they call him? By I don't name know. On the There's a lot of shit that seems to come out of blue on this one. Um, so anyway, so there's this devil guy, and there's these angel people, and they're fighting, and I don't know why that's a thing, but they introduce this uh, angel character, Zariel, who does, spoiler alert, become a, a JLAer for literally five seconds. <laughs> um, but they introduce him, and during all of that, um, the key gets released, who is an old uh, JLA villain who tries to be, you know, a little, uh, you know, is a little more hardcore. And the key puts them in sort of like these sleeping alternate realities where um, they need. I, I'm not 1,000 percent sure what his actual plan was because apparently, like <laughs> Batman says, "Don't wake up" because that's what he wants us to do. Again, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but y'all, but the alternate realities are actually much cooler, and the new. Green Arrow, who is trying to be recruited into the JLA, saves the day with his dad's boxing glove arrow, which is pretty fucking sweet. Um, because that's fucking teamwork. And, um... Frank. So then, so then at the end of that, like, Neuron or whoever this thing is creates these evil JLA characters, and then we're, like, left to wonder what that is. So then there's this weird Starro story, because, you know, Starro was the first villain um, that the JLA faced, so they're trying to, like, throw it back that this happened before JLA number one, and, like, nobody cares. And then... Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, fuck! Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Nobody cares! Okay. There it is. <laughs> and, then, and then there's this thing about, um, you know, because the blue Superman thing happened, which is so unfortunate where he gets the electrical power, so he's testing them out with the JLA, and then there's this sweet little story of a day in the life of Martian Manhunter, the fucking end. Nobody cares! Yeah, I got it on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that one might actually be under two minutes. It probably was, actually. We'll see. We'll see how many times that. Um, so, as you can tell, there's not... This, these, this book and these storylines are not very deep. Um, no. They were written at a time, I feel, um, where storylines lasted two to three issues. Like, it wasn't like the way that they're written now, where they're written to be traded in five five to six issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Where they're a little bit more of a slow burn. It's, it's like, boom, boom, villain of the week is two issues, next, two issues, yeah. next. And there's usually, like, one longer arc, kind of like um, an X-Men, like Inferno, where Inferno built for a long time, but mm-hmm. it was still, like, you know, person of the week for a while. Um, the, the, the book's not amazing, but it's, I mean, for someone, if you just want some easy breezy superhero comic, there's better ones out there, but it was, it was all right. I mean, I'm still kind of glad that I read it, just to say that I've read it, but, mm-hmm. uh... Um, yeah. Again, it, it's not really my recommendation for the week, but <laughs> I would suggest going to watch the Justice League cartoon because it gives you that same feel, but is better written. Yeah, yeah. The Justice League cartoon was super awesome. I have enjoyed that cartoon a lot. I've watched that the past two weeks. I'll say this trade was two hundred and over two hundred and fifty pages. This was a humongous trade with not a lot going on. As yeah. much as that matters. Um, yeah. So before I forget, my cocktail for the week. <laughs> so I did I, I looked up twists on the white Russian and so I'm giving you the white Martian 
Um, so it's one part Kahlua, one part vodka, and one part a creamy chai tea. Ooh. Oh, um, yeah. Ooh that sounds lovely. So, yeah, so so it's it's just just a little different. And you know, Martians. Martians. So, yeah. Martians. Okay, well I'm gonna jump in with my cocktail. I actually have two cocktails, but there's one that I, I got in particular because I wanted to, um, because there's a teleporter, because they, they build a base on uh, on the moon, so of course they put in a teleporter. So, you're going to have a teleporter, I'm going to throw in a Star Trek cocktail. So I have the Beam Me Up Scotchy, uh, which is two ounces of Glenfinnish Scotch. <laughs> you had that prep, didn't you? No, thanks. Uh, it's uh, one ounce of vanilla liqueur and figs, and you muddle the figs. Uh, you add the vanilla liqueur and uh, scotch, and you strain out the fig seeds, and you serve in a cocktail glass over ice, uh, which was my my little excitement. I have another one that I did, but I kind of wanted to stay with that because it annoyed Adam so much, frankly. Uh, <laughs> shame, shame, shame. Well, Adam, what do you got? Out of mine, I just went. With Wonder Woman because I love her and she's amazing and I'm actually really excited for the movie. So uh, am I. So you get a glass uh, of ice, like a hurricane glass, and you layer these in order. So you do two ounces of Midori or a melon liqueur, two ounces of peach schnapps, three ounces of orange juice, one ounce of apple juice, and two ounces of cranberry juice. And again, you don't stir it; you just lay, kind of make nice, pretty layers, and then you sit back on a nice patio overlooking like a beach or the pool. And you have a good day. Nice. So I've tried to make this drink in the past, and those nice, pretty layers are hard as fuck to actually pull off in a hurricane glass. <laughs> You're treading on my dreams. Stop it. Stop it. So it's a wonderful idea, but the execution of it is murder. So thank you. And only Wonder Woman can pull it off. So, yes. <laughs> good grief. But, yeah. So on mine, I went with the Superman because why not? Um, this is someone else's recipe. It's not mine. But it's called a Superman, and what it is, it's a third ounce of peach schnapps, a third ounce of coconut rum, a third ounce of triple sec, and a splash of grenadine, and then the balance with pineapple juice. And you just, you shake the shit out of that, and you put it in a martini glass. So it's bluish, with a bit of peachy, and it looks classy, because anything looks classy in a martini glass. And then that's what the uh, mullet-headed soups would be drinking (laughs) I'm trying to think like what you could drink in a martini glass and make it look classy. Like, <laughs> like grape Kool Aid would actually kind of look kind of classy in a martini glass. It kind of I mean? that, that martini glass just classes it up. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, that actually reminds me. Uh, so back when I was you know living in Cali, uh, if you've been to a TGI Fridays in Utah, it's a completely different environment than it is down where they treat you like adults. Um, <laughs> But if you ever get it, I don't know if he's still there, because again, this was years and years ago, but in my hometown of Temecula, the TGI Fridays there, there was a bartender named Matt. Matt was from Australia, but got pissed if you called him Australian, so he was British Matt. And uh, But he used to work at a really fancy martini bar down in San Diego. I think it was called the Martini Ranch, I don't remember, but he made the most amazing grape martini. It was almost like drinking liquid grape nerds, but not like in the sickeningly sweet way. It was like... It was like the distilled essence of a grape. I can't describe how he made it, but if you're in Temecula, because I know we have probably one listener there, uh, <laughs> and, and it's me when I visit. Uh, yeah, TGI Fridays on... Uh, I can't remember what the fuck street it is now. It's been too long. But 
Yeah. English man. Yes, there you go. He also did a, a blue mandarin twist martini with blue curacao. That was amazing. The problem was if you had like three of them, you would literally shit green for two days. Because <laughs> that's what blue curacao turns to. <laughs> I kind of, I feel like everyone seems to be in agreement that at the beginning of this book, it feels like there's a lot of punching and not a lot of story. Uh, does that seem to be yes. everyone else's thought? Oh, yeah. And I just, I didn't care. Like, yeah. I couldn't get involved. I, I didn't. It yeah, sounds I mean, sound pretentious, the, but there was no motivation for me to like it, you know. Yeah, the um, the uh, and and like the the villains were even just like generic. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very paint by numbers. Yeah, cookie cutter is what I was thinking. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so it's like obviously, like when you find out that they're white Martians, like then you, it's kind of like, oh well, yeah, obviously they're they're just gonna be like we're generic villains, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it just it still just felt very generic. And then the reveal as white Martians wasn't. It was like dun dun dun. It was just like. Oh, you guys are fucking Martians. He's like, hmm. Ah, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. The perfect use of that drop. Exactly. It was very flaccid. Um, and and I feel like the like the good ideas that did happen weren't like really explored. Like the whole uh, superhero recruitment. Um, uh, I keep wanting to call it episode. Like that. Like that's story could have been you know to like see some of the other people that came out would have been would have been fun even for a panel or two mm-hmm. you know the the hitman thing was kind of dumb because nobody cared about hitman it was 1997 no one cared about him then no one cares about him now um exactly something that i did mention before so poor metamorpho he is the the sacrificial <laughs> lamb in this one he dies saving his his other teammates frost maiden and the other red-headed ponytail guy. And I think someone else was in there, too. But, I mean, like, poor Metamorpho. He, and and then, like, no one's there at his funeral, and the, and the preacher is even like, well, people are skeptical now, Superman. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> deaths. Um, you know, you people don't, you know, stay dead for long. Um, that was, that was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. And I guess oh, the other thing I really liked, though, they were talking about Metamorpho. It's like, what's the status? Uh, the doctors are saying something along the lines of, he's gone inert. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. So he's like, he could become anything. He's just inert. He doesn't move anymore. We're poking him yeah. with a stick and nothing happens. We don't know. Because yeah. he can't say that he's a vegetable in a comic book, apparently. Well, well no. <laughs> they say inert because he can become any chemical. And when, you uh-huh. know chemicals can't do anything anymore. They are inert. Right. Some terrible parts. This yeah. all goes back to what, what Todd originally said, was this book is over 250 pages long. And, it feels, <laughs> and, and issues 8 and 9 were awesome. That was a cool story. I was invested. I was like, why did it take me 170 pages to fucking get here? Like... I don't care if you have a long story. Like the book we're reading, you know, for next week is a long book as well. It's about 230 pages, mm-hmm. but there was a story that was engaging and got me involved. Uh, you know, and we've read past books that were huge. So yeah, just don't drag your feet and be. It's, again, it feels like it was just lazy, and, and maybe it just goes back to I think Grant Morrison's a hack, but uh, I just I couldn't get into it, and I tried really hard because like I I do want to get more into DC and the stuff we've read in the past. I've really enjoyed like some of the classic stuff, like the Judas Contract and. Other things, uh, but yeah, I just yeah, yeah. That's my review. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, and and like they, and like he's also trying to you know make these new characters that again nobody cares about, like the whole angel storyline. Mm. Yeah. Well, what I'm wondering is how popular was it when this initially came out as well? I mean, well, it actually, compared to it the other sales, works. It sales pretty well, actually. Well, I mean, because it, it was touted as we're bringing back the big names to JLA. Mm-hmm. Like, it's no mm-hmm. longer going to be the Just League of America. This JLA, and it's a new thing, and, you know, we're bringing back the heavy hitters. And I, I remember, like, Wizard being like, oh my gosh, this is like the second coming and so, mm. so amazing. And, you know, Morrison is going to um, fill out the the roster with 12 characters because, you know, the Greek pantheon had, you know, 12 main gods. And so, you know, each character is going to be like one of those um, characters kind of thing. And eventually they did um, come up with some, some other characters, but. Like Oracle eventually joins them. I'm trying to think who else, who else did. Um, but yeah, uh, like it, it, it seemed kind of like there was like all this buildup, but they didn't do it right. Oh, so uh, like a teenager on a date. Yeah, sounds um, good. And then, it, so also it does also kind of remind me of Grant Morrison's first run on um, on X Men, where he had all of these great ideas. Still didn't flush them out properly, but just, like, rushed into all of them. So you just, like, hit with all of this stuff, and you're like, whoa, like, slow down. Can we, like, slow burn some of this? Like, the destruction of Genosha and Cassandra Nova and the end of the Shi'ar Empire. and Like, he just, like, did all of the super crazy shit at the beginning, and then, like, it all just kind of fizzled from from there. Um, Yeah, I'm also not a huge fan of his work. I just wanted to honestly read a Justice League book and didn't and didn't know if I went back further if you kids would be into it. I was going to make uh, a joke about a flaccid story in better hands, but then the time writes itself. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, I can't pop that. Okay, does anybody else have anything they want to add on? Oh my, oh my god, this is like the shortest episode ever. It's like 32 minutes. <laughs> I, I, there's not a lot of plot. There really is yeah. a lot. I think we were um, pretty I'm, short on Bobobo, too. And again, this is nowhere near Bobobo status. Yeah. Like, don't no, get me wrong. I'm not yeah. hating on this book. I just, it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Sure, I'm in the same boat in that regard. I mean, yeah, once again, I think it set it up front. The sum of its parts is less than what it should have been. And, and so. I liked issues eight and nine. I thought issues eight and nine are worth checking out. I thought they're really fun, which is the the key story and the, mm-hmm. the you know, putting them in their dreams and whatever, which was, I mean, I, I it was a fun little story. I liked that. Um, the, the first part of it, I was kind of like, eh, okay, whatever. But, hey, we read a JLA book, kids, and if you followed along with us, so did you. So, you get a gold <laughs> sticker. Congratulations. JLA. Welcome to the club. We've actually yeah. read a JLA book um, together. So, so also, um, like, JLA number five, the, the recruitment story, mm-hmm. um, it's kind, of, it's kind of like he also blew his wad too soon where he shows <laughs> them creating Ms. Uh, Tomorrow Woman before the thing. It's like, you should have, like, waited <laughs> a hot minute. Ah, so, yeah, should have, like, waited a minute. And also, yeah. like, they also have all, like, you know, all these characters on the cover and they show all these people who are going to... And then they only showed, like, three people... Mm-hmm. You know, to um, like actually in the recruitment, and I'm like, why didn't you bring on Supergirl or yeah. Artemis for that matter? Because those are both pretty awesome characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, we like Aztec. Who the fuck is Aztec? Nobody cares about him. 
Who cares about Guy Gardner and Warrior? Nobody. Like, come on now. Just just silliness. That's some sadity yes. nonsense, as you like to say. Yeah, sadity mm-hmm. nonsense. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, whatever. Again, I wish I didn't spend $10 on it, but, you know. Your own doing on this one. I know, I know. Well, I thought it was going to be better, because I can, knew... Well, can you just I, loan me a $10? Yeah, <laughs> um, but because I thought that because I knew that the the Justice League cartoon story was based off this, so I was like, okay, you know, at least it'll be somewhat good. Nope. I mean, I, I can imagine you were probably making this assumption that like, hey, the X Men cartoon was cool, and the X Men comics they're based off of are pretty good. So you know, yeah, yeah. You know. And so like, seriously, my suggestion is to go watch that that first. Um, is it a three-parter? I think it's like a three-parter of yes. the, like the, the first episode of JLA or mm. Justice League was was good stuff. That show really was amazing. That's also where I got most of my comic book, my DC comic knowledge before that I just started reading Wikipedia because I used to have a job where I could do that all day because I didn't do anything <laughs> else. Anything mm-hmm. else? Um, yeah, that sh- that show is real good. So I would, and it's uh, they're all on um, Netflix now. So watch all of them. Well, um, is that your recommendation for the week, or do you have some? No, other? no. So my my actual recommendation is a much better JLA okay. book, <laughs> okay. um, which I've also which I also have and have read and have lent it out to people, which is Identity Crisis. It is it is a story that doesn't have a lot of fighting in it. There's like one, there's like one or two like little battles. One involving Deathstroke the Terminator, which is pretty fucking rad because he like takes out the JLA and it's so cool. Um, mm-hmm. Just, just like he did in Teen Titans. Like, he just knows how to... Uh, he knows all their weaknesses, and it's mm-hmm. pretty awesome. Um, and he's, like, taking out the... Any, anyway, um, that's by the point. But Identity Crisis, um, it starts with um, the death of... Not, like, a beloved character, but, like, a character that is just one of those sweet... It's kind of like killing Tara on Buffy, where it's mm-hmm. like, really? Or, or, the, or the mom on Buffy, where it's like, you, you mean the, the sweet background character that's so rude? Like mm-hmm. how rude. That, that um, episode of Bobby is fucking brilliant, by the way. I know. Oh, okay. so good. Um, it was the only episode that ne- didn't have any background music. Yeah. Um, yeah. They it, something about they wanted to. They wanted you to like feel the silence of death or something. Anyway. Um, so identity crisis. So um, it, so it, the most of the story really delves into. It, they kind of touch on it in this one, where it's like how far the JLA goes in order to get what it is that they need. So, kind of spoiler, but it's still an, it's a pretty old book, so most people should know this. But like Zatanna, like changed villains' memories and personalities to get them nice. to not be as bad anymore. Um, so like. You know the moral Im- moral ambiguity of superheroes is called into question, which was really cool. And it actually, to me, had a very surprise ending. Anyway, I would that's a much more uh, much better written book. Um, it it's not and it it feels much more like an ensemble book than this one is. Like this mm-hmm. just kind of feels like a bunch of people on on panel, whereas that like everyone gets their moment kind of, to mm-hmm. do something. And, um, it's also really heart-wrenching. Like, it's a, it, it hurts your heart a little bit. Um, so I would I would suggest going to read Identity Crisis. I think I put it on our list, like, a long time ago. It is on our list. I just yeah. double-checked it. It's on yeah. our list of potential books, so. 
well, at some point in time, hopefully in the future, or in the near future, we will actually read that book as well. So, mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Todd, do you have any recommendations? So, next week coming out on Stars as American Gods, yeah. and I'm so excited for this because I absolutely love that book, and. I think I've said it before. You can even go to Audible, and they've got a um, all-star cast that performs American Gods. And if and Brian Fuller is the one who's making it. So if you dug the TV show Hannibal or Pushing Daisies, or a bunch of iterations Veronica of Star Mars. Trek, it's that guy. Yeah. So it's I'm just I mean I'm all excited and my panties are all twisting up because I'm just. Ready <laughs> and if you to go. if you follow me on Facebook, I've been posting random quotes for the last like month. So. So yeah, so that's where I am, as I'm just stoked for this, and it should be good. Ian McShane as Wednesday, oh yeah, I'm all excited. So that's what I suggest, is go watch American Gods on Stars. Cool. Um, and then uh, I will throw in mine real fast. I, uh, on Netflix, they just came out with the uh, Mission Science Theater 3000 The Return, uh, which is the new season of Mission Science Theater. I have been fairly obsessed with it. Uh, the first episode I was kind of eh on, but then after that I got really into it. It has cameos from like Jerry Seinfeld and from uh, uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and they have Patton Oswald as son of TV's Frank. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. I think it's really, really fun, um, and I think it's definitely worth checking out. Uh, Adam, do you have any recommendations? Um, so if you're familiar with the uh, group Telltale Games, they do kind of the choose-your-own-adventure uh, video games. They've they done Batman, Game of Thrones. Uh, they're really well-known for doing The Walking Dead. Uh, they just came out with episode one of their Guardians of the Galaxy series, and it's absolutely fantastic. It nails the feeling of the movies. You even get some really cool like ELO and other classic rock songs in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan of uh, kind of adventure games in the Marvel Universe and the Telltale games specifically... I think it's like 20 bucks for the whole season, and it's five episodes. Each one's an hour and a half, two hours. So kind of bite-sized, but it's a lot of fun. And it, it, they have uh, Nolan North, who does the voice of like every single you know video game you've ever played, is the voice of Rocket, and he's a complete asshole, and he's wonderful. So Then I guess, is that for everybody? Are we good? I think so. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so next week we are going to be doing uh, Adam's book that he has yet to read, which I'm sure some people will be horrified to hear that Adam has not read this. But, yes. you know, once we record it, he will have. We are going to be reading the first book of Sandman. Adam, do you want to tell us, uh, do you want to give us a little <coughs> heads up or yeah, so, whatever? Uh, it kind of makes sense that we're doing Sandman because this is right after American Gods comes out, and American Gods is easily in my top ten books of all time. But Sandman is the long-running series written by Neil Gaiman. It is about uh, Dream, otherwise known as Morpheus, the brother, uh, brother of death. And kind of the adventures he goes on, he gets uh, imprisoned by a magician who wants immortality, thinking that he was summoning death and ends up with a brother. And after he's released 70 years later, comes to find out that he's lost all of his power, his kingdom is in ruins, and needs to go uh, adventuring from everywhere, from Arkham Asylum to the depths of hell, to get his tools back to regain his power. Yep. Cool. So that will be next week. Um, and uh, if nobody else says anything, we will uh, we'll call it there. Yeah, and actually, there's some parts in that that tie into this beat week's book too, which is kind of sure. Fun. So. Very true. Uh, cool. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you much, and uh, we will see you guys on the next one. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. This band of knuckleheads will be back next week with a new episode. Until then, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr as Funny Books and Firewater. And on
on Twitter as at FireWaterCast. Go to FunnyBooks and FireWater.com for the most up-to-date information, as well as cocktail recipes from this and past episodes. Thank you for joining us. And until next week, support your local comic shop, tip your bartender well, and stay hydrated.